second half of the show, you're on Faith FM Breakfast Show with Rick and Mon this morning, filling in for Lyle and Lawson. <laughs> Rick, we were just having a little micro discussion there because we heard on the news that most Australians don't know what the Holocaust is. And I just want to say something about that. Mm. The Holocaust was such an important and like, just staggering part of history. And if we don't teach that to our the, the, the coming generations, we are setting ourselves up for a repeat. Absolutely. We don't learn from the past. If we don't, if we don't understand the past, we, we don't learn from the past. We don't, we don't go ahead at all. If you don't know what the Holocaust is, if your kids don't know what the yeah, Holocaust is, please go and look that up and educate yourselves because you do not want that happening again. Okay, done. Said my piece. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to read up what other people have been saying. Mon has now stepped off the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've gotten off my high horse. Yeah. Um, we now have some other uh, people who wanted to chime in. Um, this is a little bit confusing. We have, did you know we have two Raphaels who message into the show? Ah. Yeah, we're going to have to. I think one is a New South Wales Raphael, and then maybe a South Australian. And then Raphael. the tennis player. <laughs> oh yeah, he texts in all the time, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry to hear that. Lawson has COVID. Praying for a speedy yeah, recovery and yeah. God's protection of Lawson from Raphael. I'm not sure which one, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Sven was talking about Adam and Eve becoming one flesh. Adam said, bone of my bone, divide bone into B1 and flesh of my flesh. Flesh backwards is H self. He, she was made from himself. That was from Bruce. Spirit level, 168 nations. Interesting that the Nordic nations with the very Christ, who are very Christian in religious beliefs are now mostly non-believers. Obviously, it doesn't look like they took religion into the results. Socialist countries look after the population at the cost of freedom of true Christianity. Mm, good point. Yeah, there. challenge. Mathematics and God. Nothing could be more could be made without advanced mathematics and calculus. That's true. Everything we build, mm-hmm. space, travel, AI communications, most inventions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, the mind of God is working for humanity every day. Man can use it for good or evil. That's true. You can definitely yep. use mathematics for good or evil, just like you can use pretty much anything. Anything. Else. Yeah, anything yep. on the planet. If you want to have a little bit of a say, you can text us 0491-064-669. We'll read out your messages uh, on air. And it's also the same number to text your answers for the quiz. The quiz. And we're up to number four. So 400 points. Um, This is how it goes. How old was Noah when God sent the flood? How old was Noah when God sent the flood. I'm not going to lie, there's like, because it gives me the answers, and I thought for a second that <laughs> the, the next number was like a mistake in the numbers of the pentathlon quiz, and I was about to delete it, and I was like, oh, no, 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 hang on, that's how old he was. He was very old. Okay, that's, a, that's, that's, that's the, the clue. hint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give us a call, 0491064669, and we will send you some prizes, or you can keep playing, because you're getting like one question away from the big The big one, bag. yeah. 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 All right, it is time for our Bible study section, our encounter with God, uh, our 20 million movement. We're doing this study with 20 million people around the world, and I'm just going to have a little guess here, Rick. Are we in the book of Hebrews? Oh, look, um, <laughs> you win the prize for the day, yes. <laughs> we, we are, and it's one of my favourite books I've mentioned before, and when we were together last, when was that? Tuesday, because, mm-hmm. yeah, Australia Day yesterday. We were looking at chapter five, and and um, Shell will be happy because we're going to slow down today and just do a couple of verses. Oh yeah, DJ Shell's been on our back, so go yeah, do that. slow it down. <laughs> and and look, we need to slow it down because what we're looking at today, it's all interesting, but but especially interesting. And the other day, I just to recap because that's just important to just recap on on what we're talking about. Paul was 
Paul was just a little bit frustrated uh, that the community was refusing to grow up. Oh, yeah. You can feel his frustration in some of these verses. I, I can't wait to see Paul in the kingdom. What, what do you reckon? Okay, here's, the, here's question number six. <laughs> yep. What does Paul look like and what colour hair does he have? <laughs> I'm sure it's gone all grey by now. <laughs> I always thought Paul was. I always thought Paul was a bit of a, a sadist or something. You know, it's just four foot eleven, raging red hair, out there to fight. Because when I was younger, I, I'd read, "Oh, I'm in chains and I'm singing and I'm going." People don't do that. You just, you just. You know. When I got a little bit older and started understanding that Paul's love for Christ was so strong, no matter where he was. He could still praise God, Amen. and I just and that's why when I get into these books that he wrote, I just find there's like all the scriptures. There's so much to learn. So, folks, um, Paul was getting quite a, a little bit annoyed that uh, his church wasn't growing up. They yeah. were only infants, yeah, and um, and he encouraged them to do that. Um, grow up in so many different ways. And when we get to Hebrews 6, we're just going to look at two or three verses, that's all. And Mon, if you'd be happy to read for us. Whoopsie. Your phone's on. Yeah, I can absolutely read. I'm always uh, happy to read. 1 to 3. Verses 1 to 3 of Hebrews 6. <clears throat> so let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. You don't need further instruction about baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And so, God willing, we will move forward to further understanding. Mm. So, if I were to ask you, mm-hmm. just on the spot, which I mm-hmm. in a sentence, what, how, how would you theme that little discussion Paul's had there in a few verses? Um, Encouragement. Encouragement. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can I, can I, oh, someone is trying to get hold of you. Do you know what? I bet you it's someone saying, "Rick, I can hear you on the radio right now." And they probably don't realise that you're live. <laughs> I've just thrown my phone somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that, folks. Um, but Paul's continuing the theme of growing and the necessity mm-hmm. of progress. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's, he's certain of the nece- Oh, <laughs> sorry, folks, I'm turning my phone off. <laughs> Do you want me to hand it to DJ Shell and she can just take care of it? There you go, DJ Shell. Maybe answer that for him. Someone is keen to tell him that he's on the radio right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the writer of the Hebrews, Paul, was very certain of the necessity, necessity of progress in the human in in the Christian life. No teacher would ever get anywhere if he had to lay the foundations every time he went into the classroom over and over and over again. Yeah, that'd be very frustrating as a teacher. Students would be so like, "Hello." So progress would be impossible if we had to start all over again and go back to the beginning. Each time. So the writer to the Hebrews says that people must be going on to what he calls, really interesting Greek word, teleotis. Oh. It's, uh, or it comes from the word teleos. Mm-hmm. Teleos, mm-hmm. which is an adjective and it has a technical meaning, but it basically means um, maturity. Oh. So okay. as Christians, we've got caught up in that so often. Mm-hmm. The, kind, the idea of... Perfection is a static sort of state of being, something that's achieved. In this context, it's more about growing Mm -hmm. and never stop growing into maturity. So it's not a point of time that I've achieved. It's a continual growing. 
Now, what fascinates me, again, going to Ellen White, is she talks about us learning and growing in the kingdom. Oh. What's fascinating about that, Mon, is that we'll be perfect. Ah, so even though we're growing and learning, we're still... We're in- growing yeah. in perfection. Yeah, okay, Isn't that God, fascinating? That is really interesting, yeah. So, so Paul is talking about growing. Um, it doesn't imply complete knowledge yeah. or complete perfection, but what it does imply is a certain maturity mm-hmm. at different levels in the Christian faith. It's almost counterintuitive because to us we think, well, if you're still learning and growing, how can you reach perfection? Like we sort of think of perfection as the end goal. We don't seem like we can absolutely. be perfect in that growth. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And here's the great <laughs> news for me um, as I read this and try and understand it. We are perfect in Christ anyway. Mm. But we still live in the tangible world we have to function in That's and right. grow and sin. You remember Paul said, oh, I want to do these things, but I don't. Have you ever been in that situation, folks, where you say, I want to do that, but I don't do that? I don't want to do that, and I do that. Who will deliver me from this issue? Oh, yeah. And, of course, Jesus can deliver us from us. Amen. So the perfecter of our faith through the Spirit is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And at every point we can continue in Christian maturity. So, folks, uh, on this little segment, I'd be saying, don't get caught up in that idea, I've got to be perfect, I've got to be perfect. You are perfect when you come into Christ, but you continue to grow in Christ. It's almost like, how do we work that out? Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. So we've got so much more. Are we just continuing on? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> we've got like a um, a little station ID thing yeah, coming up. Yeah, station ID, and they went thinking. But I was just thinking, I was just thinking in my mind when you said like you know like a teacher of the classroom. Can you imagine like coming into a classroom and teaching all year, and at the end of the year, your students haven't learned anything. They're still at the same. At the Absolutely. Same. Wouldn't that be? Or, or all they remember is the introduction, yeah. which is the same every time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. When you think of it like that, you can understand Paul's frustration. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. God's frustration. A, God's frustration. Yeah. I, I, again, I, I'm just thinking about it. What does it tell us about God? Well, maybe we can maybe we can have a discussion of that in the last segment. But, yeah. okay, so what does Paul mean by this maturity? Well, two things essentially. He means something which has got to do with our mind. He means that is, as a person gets older, they should be more and more, uh, they should have more and more th- thought things through. The ability to reflect. You mean you mentioned one about the Holocaust. Mm. One of the challenges, because uh, I, I come from a minister, pastoral ministry, a chaplaincy, and a, and a, and a, and a sort of an academic. Background. One of the challenges I find in all of those spaces is our our willingness to be able to reflect. Critically reflect, mm. not negatively reflect. It's not that. It's critically. Okay, how do I weigh those things up? What have I learned from this? How do I step back and say, time out, I've just got to try and understand this situation. How can I grow? Um, we live in a world where everything's just put straight in front of us and our ability to step back from that and say, COVID's a classic example. How do I understand the ramifications of all this? What's going on between, you know, those sort of yeah, issues. yeah. I see Paul talking about that stuff here. He says, folks, we need this maturity so we can step back and reflect on what's going on. And he talks about this maturity has something very significantly to do with the mind. Mm -hmm. And um, um, 
he should a person should have a deeper grasp. So this is growing out of grow up children. Yeah, <laughs> it's not milk all day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's we've got to get on to meat. And uh, Paul is talking about it. the person should have a deeper grasp, not only the fa- of the facts, but the significance of the facts in tangible ways in the, in, in the way they impact our lives. Mm-hmm. So you think about that as a Christian experience. Do any of us know many of the facts of the Bible? Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, these quizzes will show us. Yeah, that sort yeah. Of That's not where it ends. A little trivia kind yeah. of mode. So yeah. the question you might ask is, so what does that mean? So so what? So we got all that right. I got 10 out of 10 <laughs> for the facts. Yeah. What does it mean, Rick? Um, well, does that matter? Oh, yes, it does. So that's what I see, Paul. Get your mind engaged, grow in Christ, and he will grow your mind. Um, the other one is a person. So the first thing to do is this maturity is it has to do with the mind. The second is it has to do with life itself. Oh, wow. The mind and life. As a person grows older, there should be more and more of the reflection of Christ on themselves. This is another area where I think sometimes Christians get a little bit mixed up. Um, I did a study, oh, maybe I shouldn't say, because I, I taught, and I did a study on, on, again, of Ellen White's understanding of character perfection. And this is really central to this, but maybe for another time. Um, the constant growth, if you had the graph, we're heading upwards and every now and then we slip. Mm. Does God lose faith in us? No, he's got confidence in us. Come back, come back through me and we continue. And when I looked at Ellen White's work, it was this continual growing in Christ to reflect the image of Christ <coughs> in maturity of Christ. Yeah, well. that, that's how I read it. Mm-hmm. Um, this This... Have you ever been around people who just, there's something about them that draws you to them because of a maturity in Jesus, they're settled in their heart. Yeah. They know how to handle, they know, they face a lot of issues, they've been mm. through the rigours, if you like. And they're still peaceful. But there's a peace that mm. passes all understanding. That's the stuff, yeah, yeah. I'm drawn to those sort of characters mm-hmm. because I, I want to learn from those characters. Uh, not and, and if you ask those people, so how was your journey? Did you get it all together? Did, is, was there ever a point where you said, I've done it? Mm. Very, I, I can't remember any that said that. They said, as soon as my mind starts thinking about that, I go backwards. Yeah, wow, yeah. So, folks, I, what I'm saying is the maturity for me is growth in Christ, not a point of time, but a continual growth in Jesus towards a maturity that will continue in him. And I just think that's very powerful. So... As a person grows older, there should be more and more of the reflection of Christ upon them. Ah, we could even stop there. We could just talk about that all day. At the, at the time, they should be a ridding themselves of the old faults and getting to themselves new virtues. Life, as it grows older, should be growing more lovely, more strong, and more fine. That is a question to reflect upon. Oh, isn't it? Am I growing more lovely and strong and fine? Just sit there and ask yourself that. Yeah. Those, I would say that's some hard questions for and, some people. And when I'm sharing this, folks, I'm looking very much in the mirror at oh, myself. Oh, absolutely. It, it's not absolutely. saying, hey, do this, do that, do yeah. that. It's a community reflecting on this. Daily, uh, the the author, I'm sharing some thoughts from one of my – I was actually – I was given two libraries. Oh. And this is one of my absolute favourite authors of all time, well, well deceased now, but William Barclay. 
who did the daily study Bible on the New Testament, his understanding of Greek and contextualization to me is, is second to none. So when I read scripture and I read his, his understanding of the Greek terminology, which is a little different from our Western thinking, even though that got it started, I love it. So the word teleos, where he goes into the maturity. So I get excited about that. Daily a new serenity and a new nobility should be breaking like waves in our life. Wow. Because you love the beach. Yeah, I do love the beach. <laughs> um, can I say a nameless poet put it this way? Let me grow lovely growing old. The many fine things, to, the many fine things too. Laces and ivory and gold and silks need not be new. And there is healing in old trees, old streets, and glamour old. Why may not I, as well as these, grow lovely growing old? That's beautiful. It is, isn't it? But when you think about that, folks, don't. Chafe against the bit. <laughs> don't no no. Let yeah. God break you. Let him let him put you on the anvil yeah. of growth. Mm-hmm. You know, tryers. I don't really like this sort of stuff. <laughs> no, no. We've had enough. Ex- you know, we've all had experiences. You, have yet, Mon? Have you ever had experiences where you just sit down and say, "God, why? What? How? When? What yes. are you doing?" Yes, I have absolutely. And and what keeps you in there? Faith that he knows better than I do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We, we were just talking, I just mentioned to Shella, uh, about a song. Uh, we have up here, I love this little saying, fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith looks up. Amen. And, and, and I was just reminded of a song and I wrote the, the words of that song, prayer is the key, prayer is the key to heaven and faith unlocks the door. So folks, amidst all this stuff that's going on in our lives now, what, I, what I'm hearing God say through Paul is, I'm going to bring you to maturity. Mm. You will not do it outside of me. Jesus says, I'm sufficient for you. Stay in the boat. You remember when he said to the disciples, guys, hop in the boat, and they're going, really? (laughs) (laughs) He says, stay in the boat. And um, I know in my experience, um, a lot of friends have got out of the boat and said, Rick, that boat you think is going to the kingdom ain't going to make it there. It's just not worth it. I don't believe that. I believe God is saying, I'm the captain of the boat. I'm going to have a sleep for every now and then, but I know where you are. Mm-hmm. You know, he can, like um, Sven was saying, yeah. the tempest, the storms. The challenge for me, uh, Mona, is to stay connected with Christ and trust implicitly enough that when those when those hits come, there's another level that says, like my wife says to me, Rick, she's the spiritual guy. She says, Rick, you know God's in control. Slap, slap, slap. Well, just with that analogy, I mean, Getting out of the boat means you have to weather the storm by yourself on your own strength and try and swim alone. Like that's always uh, going to end up with you know sinking. So why wouldn't you stay in the boat? One of my lecturers, um, who's pastor, I, I can mention his name, Doctor Arthur Furch, lovely gentleman, great Hebrew scholar, um, Old Testament scholar. Knew I was really struggling when I was studying at Avondale in ministry, and he said, "Rick, I know you're really challenged by this, but he said, just see this." as a ship going to the shore and the maker is the captain, you just decide whether you want to be on the ship with him. And I I took that away and I thought about it and it condensed things in my mind and I could say, you know what? This is a challenge God's placing upon me. Um, I'm going to stay with the ship, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, Amen. And I see Paul saying that. And in that process, he's saying we're going to get into some tangible realities of growing up. 
Amen. Thank you so much, Rick. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You are listening to The Breakfast Show. This is mine and Rick this morning. We are doing our encounter with God at the moment. We are, and um, we've just been talking about growing in Jesus and, mm. and Paul encouraging us to mature. And the word that is used, the Greek word is teleos, <clears throat> which is not a point of time or place as in perfect, but growing to maturity in Jesus Christ. And it's a very powerful sort of thought. So there, Mon and mm. others, there can be no standing still in the Christian life. <laughs> yeah, you, like, like you said before, you have to move past knowing like just trivia and Bible facts and, and little kids' Bible stories. You have to actually apply those stories to yourself. And don't just think of the Bible stories that you heard as a kid as just being for kids. You know, da- David and Goliath and Jonah in the belly of the, of the fish. You can actually go back and read those. They are for all ages. You know, we teach them to little kids, but they are applicable to your life as an adult. If you go back in the Bible and you read them as an adult, they mean something completely different to you at that time. That's a really good point. Um, again, when I was teaching, I'd, 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 I'd say to students, I want you to present a story to three to five-year-olds about David and Goliath. They all get excited because <laughs> that is so easy. I say, I want you to tell the same story to juniors, teens, and 90-year-olds. Yeah. So it's the same facts, uh-huh. <laughs> same story. But the story changes because of who is listening to the story. That's right. And mm. that sort of really fits into what Paul is saying here. Yeah. You yeah. know, let's grow up. And so what do you come back to the story with them? What do you take from the story? So no standing still. Um, Cromwell. Uh, Cromwell. Oliver Cromwell had a little uh, pocket Bible. And in it on, on one of the pages he says, he who ceases to be better ceases to be good. Interesting he thought. Ceases to be better. Ceases. He who ceases yeah. to improve mm-hmm. ceases to be good. If there's no improvement, then there's like a degradation, really, isn't it? Yeah, there? it's like, yeah. You're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. Is treading water good mm. in the Christian experience? No. Um, but we don't want to be, it's not a matter of being frantic. It's resting in Jesus because that's where it lies. Our anchor is strong, our foundation is sure. But Jesus has said, get ready. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got stuff for you to do. I would I would say that resting in Christ is even part of the climb because resting in Christ requires faith. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. To, let, to let go and to, and to trust him to take care of stuff. Yep. And it's, re, it's redirecting. Folks, do you ever find yourself, um, you're wanting to do the, 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 the will of Christ and, and, you, and you sometimes find yourself, I'm exhausted in this. I know I'm physically exhausted and that's fine. Or I'm spiritually exhausted, and and Jesus is saying, "Hey, c- come rest a while, because maybe maybe you're approaching this slightly the wrong way." Yeah. Uh, we become exhausted Christians at times, so there's no resting in the Christian life in in a positive sense. Yeah. Um, remember these course about distress and eustress. Well, what then are the elementary truths of the Christian life? It's an interesting passage because it, we can see what the early Christian church regarded as basic. Christianity, mm. um, and one of them is it's a repentance from dead works. The Christian life actually begins with repentance, metanoia, and that actually means, which I love in the Greek, a change of mind. Ooh! Remember Paul talked about the mind? Yeah, the, mind? the Christian begins with a new attitude. This metanoia, the repentance process, isn't just a matter of, I'm sorry, God, finish. There's a process that takes place there. 
it begins with an, a new attitude, a new it's a dying to self in the repentance process. Um, it's a repentance from dead works. It's a strange phrase. There are many things that he may mean, but dead works may be deeds which bring death, deadly deeds that people do, defiling deeds that people are engaged in, deeds that have no connection to the positive growth of character. And so Paul is saying uh, it's a repentance from all of those things that are so human that had no bearing on your really growing in Christ, which is really important. And then there is a faith. I like this second point. There is a faith because it's so much faith FM. Yeah. There is a faith which is concentrated on God. It's a faith that's concentrated on God. The first essential in the Christian life is the upward look. I love the way. Amen. Actually, this author, Barclay, says the God would look. Oh, the God would God look. Would like look. That. Isn't I that like a nice that. way of putting yeah, it? Nice. The Christian looks to God, not to others for approval. Now, I, yeah, hey, I don't know about you folk, but affirmation is, we live in a world where there's not that much affirmation at the moment, you know. Um, yeah. but, but, but good affirmation, we need that as humans. You know, it's positive affirmation. Oh, it's good on you, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, no, it's, it's, hey, thank you. I really appreciated that. Yeah. You know what? I don't know about Aussie females, but most Aussie males are really uncomfortable. You know what the first thing we <laughs> usually say to that is? Oh, no, it didn't matter. We find it hard to accept really good affirmation, don't yeah. we, at times? Um, but it's God that we're – the Christian looks to God, not to others for approval. Our esteem is based in Christ. Our self-esteem is nurtured in Christ because he created us. He determines his actions, not the verdict of men, by the verdict, but by the verdict of God. The person looks not to their own achievements of our, to salvation, but to the grace of God. And looks to God and to God alone as the God of life and the saviour of his soul. It's from God that we then move to community and others. And that is really important because our resilience comes from God. Our strength comes from God. Our peace comes from God. Our knowing comes from God. He directs us. And then we go out in community and we worship, we celebrate, we work, we do all those things. But we come back to God at all in all of those processes to be renewed and refreshed. It's the daily walking, growing, maturing in God. So, folks, I'd be thinking if any of those sort of planks get taken out of place, if we're losing that foundation, we need to come back into God, back into his word, the living and the written word, and re-engage in those places because that's where, that's where it happens. That's what I see. That's how I, t- I take. So what do I see in God in this? God is saying, Rick, I love you so much that I want you to grow in me. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. That's what he says. And others will see your growth. And ultimately, the whole of the Old Testament is about let others see who you worship so they may ask who you worship. And I guess for the Christian, that's so important. Absolutely. Who do you wor- Why do you worship? So we don't need to be running around with a big banner or a big flag. Let's live that life for Christ. And we all struggle. I'm not saying I've got that together. My wife can tell you very clearly. I don't, after how many years? 43. Yeah. You <laughs> I remember. You win the book. Thanks. <laughs> no, it, it's, it, it's, it's just, it's a battle. It's a battle. Yeah. But God has won the battle. For me, our fight is not, people might misunderstand me on this one. For me, the battle is not the battle of sin. Christ has conquered that. Mm-hmm. 
For me, the battle is faith in the God who has won victory over sin, that I will trust him enough that he'll lead me through those evils and processes and I'll trust in him enough. If I start centering on sin, have a guess where I go. Self. (laughs) If I concentrate on Christ, that seems to help me work with the sin problem. I don't know how you see that. but So uh, faith in Christ, staying with Jesus is core to all this. Let him work through those processes. Yeah. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing this morning, Rick. We My are going to pleasure. have a, a quick uh, final question to the quiz. We forgot to do the starts. So we'll do it oh. at the end. So the last question for our pentathlon quiz this morning goes like this. What type of person did Jesus use to contrast with the self-righteous Pharisees in a parable on humility? Mm. Mm, I'm going to read that one again. What type of person did Jesus use to contrast with the self-righteous Pharisees in a parable on humility? Right question. If you think you know the answer, you can text or call the studio here. The number is 0491-064-669. You can have a chat with DJ Shell. It's our last question. I'll be giving away all the answers in our next segment when we come back after this song break with the question of the day. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. This is the Faith FM Breakfast Show. This is my with Rick and Mon. I am about to tell you all the answers. Mm, pentathlon quiz answer time. Question number one. What was what, what was made out of water and sunlight and seen for the first time by the only eight people still alive after the flood was a rainbow. What famous half-brother could the brothers Simon, James, Joseph and Judas claim was actually Jesus himself? Where did Abraham find a ram to sacrifice after God stopped him from sacrificing his own son Isaac? It was in a thicket. In a thicket. Like a bush. Yeah, like a bush. A thicket, not on the M1. Uh, how old was Noah when God sent the flood? He was 600. 600, I tell you what. I was born in the wrong era. What type of person did Jesus use to contrast with the self-righteous Pharisees in a parable on humility? It was the publican. Ah, uh-huh, yes, mm. yes. Indeed, if you got all those questions right, you can get the entire goodie bag of prizes. <laughs> Lovely. We'll be back tomorrow with another pentathlon quiz. Get your little brains working hard. It is now time for our Question of the Day. Mon, you read it. I'll read it out to you. You ready, this one? Yep. Didn't David show more confidence than faith when defeating Goliath? He was talking about his previous victories with confidence before picking up five stones. Yeah, that's a really interesting thought. Um, what builds confidence, folks? And what is the connection between confidence and faith? Yeah. Is, that, con- is confidence just cockiness then? Is that what it is if it's we, not faith? Uh, you, you remember have, Samuel said, have you got another, have you got another son? Mm. The, these ones that I'm looking at aren't the ones that I'm dedicating to God. Um, David would have understood that process uh, and that selection when he was, you know, all of that. But what brought about his confidence was that his faith in God at previous times with the you remember when he said, Hey, to King Saul, well I've knocked I've knocked a few um wolves over or whatever, um lions, bears maybe. Yeah. Um to me that wasn't a hey, look at me patting the chest. He was saying, I've got confidence that the I've got faith that the God who was with me in those places gives mm. me confidence to face this one also. Yeah. So um, I think they go very much together. It, it's not a bombastic confidence that says, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. It's a confidence that rested in God's ability to lead him. And so he had confidence in God. That's what I see. Yeah, I, I agree, actually. 
I think confidence that's built um, from faith is yeah. unshakable. Even though it gets battered around, like we, we understand that, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. You you actually had a little point we were discussing before. I'm, oh yeah, I'm look, really someone waiting. someone actually said it was not possible for Goliath to kill David. Why? Because if died, David had have died before coming king, it would have meant God had either lied or was not powerful enough to keep his word. Therefore, David knew for sure that God would not let him die by Goliath's sword. Hey, maybe we should throw that one back to the people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that's an excellent point because I mean that would make anyone confident. Like if God said that you're going to become king, and then He sends you out to battle a giant, wouldn't you know that you're going to win because you're not king yet? And God is not like gonna, He's not a liar. Yeah, and you know what? I, you know the proverbial fly on the wall. <laughs> yeah. There used to be a program called the Time Tunnel where you were taken back into time in specific situations. Okay, Rick and Mon are in the and Shell are in the time tunnel. We've just been taken back to the plane there where David is meeting Goliath. I'm just standing next to David and saying, David, can I have a question for Faith FM? I just want to interview you. How are you feeling? <laughs> that would have been so fun. <laughs> yeah. So so what I'm getting to, it sounds a bit crazy, I know, folks, but what I'm saying is um, for me, the tangibles of that confidence, mm. that faith, were displayed in what he actually did. Yeah. He went and picked up the stones and, you know, the rest of the story we know. Um, would there have been fear in his heart? Quite possibly. He's human, very human. Mm. Um, was there something deeper than that fear? Absolutely, the confidence and faith in Christ. So uh, to me, that's a lesson for me. Yeah, Amen. If you have a question, you can uh, call or text or email it to us. Our phone number here is 0491064669. Uh, you can also jump on our website, faithfm.com.au, and you can ask it through our website if you prefer to email, if it's quite a lengthy one. We will take all kinds of questions. Uh, and do you know what? If you want to stay anonymous, that's absolutely fine to do so. You can... If you have like an embarrassing kind of a question, yeah. maybe you think like this is like a, you know, we were talking about milk and meat recently. If you think this is a milky question and you should know more, don't worry. And just like send the it podcast in. that we just did the interview, questions yeah. that you're not game to ask some other places. Oh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah. ask those here. Uh, and whoever is presenting will be more than happy to answer all your questions. Great. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, talk faith, live faith, act faith, and, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. Absolutely. I'll be with you till we meet again. for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.